Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, the emperor in me, in honor of Perry Elizabeth. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So I found myself at 4.30 a.m. this past Sunday night, not waking up to go to the gym or get my prayer time in or journaling or writing notes to my family, but instead wrapping up a nine-hour stint of RFP response building. There's a whole lot of conversations we could have around the bullshit practice of RFPs. But regardless... On this particular one, I felt compelled to go ahead and put it all together. Now, I hadn't done the work or they hadn't had been organized enough or hadn't had the capacity, one or, one or all of those things, to get it done ahead of time. And so the deadline created the sense of urgency and I went warrior mode and grinded it out and got it done. Now, there was definitely some value that came of this because I built all of this cool new stuff that I didn't have before as a result of this intensely focused effort. But fast forward 48 hours and I realized that we were nothing more than column fodder, column fodder for that RFP where they told us we didn't make the cut. They literally looked at it and used it as a checkbox and we were out. Again, there's a whole other podcast about RFPs and why we should all say no unless we wrote it, which is pretty, which I'm pretty sure what was the case here was the case here is that somebody else wrote it. We were there too late. Regardless, my point over this was that the way I got it done was I went to my own personal power, buckled down, and then just went all out for eight, nine hours to get it done. Like college cram, you know, college exam cram, overnight cram session style, right? That's what got me through college. It's in fact, what's got me through most of my career. Like just grind it out, go to my own power, build power, exhaust all the power, recover as quickly as possible, build power, exhaust power, recover as quickly as possible. And I realize that's the reason that this damn podcast is called the sales warrior podcast, because that style of operating is warrior style, right? Most of the time, most of us are in a place where we don't even have the power to go warrior. We're just like happy to wake up. We're happy to even get up. In fact, that's where I was exactly three years ago today. I couldn't even, I was just barely skating along. Just not even, all power was exhausted. There was no process in gaining more power. My body was 40 pounds heavier than it is now. My connection with God was there, but barely. My connection with my family, I did not see them as a gift. I saw them as a a responsibility that I was carrying and was giving me all of the um, permission to do whatever it took to get the number done, get the job done, grind it out, sacrifice everything, be the martyr for the family. But on this day, three years ago, something incredible happened. 
something incredible that shifted me out of this place of complete scarcity in all domains, body, being, balance, and business, and shifted me into a place where I heard God say, wake up. And it was with the birth of my daughter, Perry, who was born three years ago today. See, she was born, as many of you know, but if this is your first time listening, you may not know this. She was born with a birth defect that no one had noticed until the moment she was born. And with the exception of perhaps the delivery nurse, I'm guessing that I was the first one to see it. See, February 19, 2017, Perry arrived. And when she arrived at 10.36 p.m., Dallas Methodist Medical Center in Oak Cliff, I noticed that there was something that was off with her feet. And I was wondering if I was the only one that noticed this. I'd only ever seen one other pair of infant's feet before my older daughter. They didn't look like this. Her feet were uh, light blue color. And they were turned at impossible, broken-looking angles. Completely 90 degrees to the inside. I knew something wasn't right. I didn't want to believe it in that moment. So I just waited. I finally asked the nurse, hey nurse, did you happen to notice her feet? And she was too busy to catch my question. I waited another moment. I didn't want to upset my wife. I finally caught the doctor on the shoulder and I said, hey doctor, did you happen to notice her feet? And Almost flippantly, she said over her shoulder, hey, um, oh, that's just bilateral club feet. They'll fix that at Children's and walked off. Bilateral what? Needless to say, the next few moments and hours were spent with some concern. I quickly Googled and found out that there was a hospital nearby, Scottish Rite Children's Hospital, that does amazing work, and it made me feel more certain. But I still had this thing of, what is this going to mean? What is it going to mean to my number? What is it going to mean to the travel that I have booked over the next eight weeks? Every week. What is it going to mean to that? Ten days later, we found ourselves... At Scottish Rite Children's Hospital, and they did a procedure where they put casts on her feet. This 10-day-old 10 10 baby, little baby, who had not really cried at all, just happy, joyful from her heart. They put casts on her feet, and over the next 10 hours, 12 hours, she did nothing but cry. Cried so much that she was hoarse, like that little baby cry that she can't cry anymore. At 12 o'clock that night, as I worked on a sales presentation, eyes red, blurry from exhaustion, and in the next room, I hear not only my daughter crying hoarsely, but I hear my wife start to cry. And in that moment, my frame of patience and capacity collapses and I walk in and I yell at the, at the mother of my child and a crying baby who's in pain and I yell, can we shut the fuck up?
And therein came the message from God. As I walked back through the mirror in the bathroom after this moment, I looked in the mirror and I saw a man that I did not recognize. Like I said, a man that was swollen, fat, full of sedation, full of lies to himself and others. And I asked him, who are you? And that's where my journey began. It wasn't that long after that I discovered the Wake Up Warrior movement and went through the whole journey over the last three years of just getting back power and learning the process of moving back from that scarcity of power, scarcity of alignment into power. Now, inside of that place of power, you can build amazing things. You can build so much more. My body is in, more, is in better shape than it's probably ever been. My marriage is in better shape than it's ever been through a lot of work. And by no means are we satisfied with those things. My alignment with God, I know how to go find him and I know how to ask him into things. And in terms of business, it's been reframed from something I chase to something I attract. From something I don't say it will happen when, but rather it is a result of the other things that come before it and build the foundation. But, but, here's the thing. That warrior mode of gathering power will only get you so far, will only get me so far. See, I had a coach, Coach Garrett White, tell me one time, because my story was, just get me in front of the client and I'll get him. Just get me there. I just need to be there. Because I knew I gained power, I get in front of somebody, game over. And he said, your problem is, you're so good at it, you've never had to figure out how to do it without doing that. Oh, geez. I didn't really know what he was talking about. Kind of got it, but didn't really get it. And then as I look back on this week, I realize that this RFP, this big grind that I did where I went all in and went overnight and built all this stuff and then had to suffer the consequences of it for two days as I come out of this lack of sleep, this sleep deprivation. And I look back on it and I was actually patting myself on the back. Hey, good job, warrior. Good job, warrior. You gained all this power and you went and did it, right? You you know, you, you, you produced all this stuff. You, gr- you put the grind in. I'm like, oh God, how, I don't want to do that again. Well, guess what? That warrior, that, that, ex- that, ex- that deployment of power, that expression of power, there's a finite amount of that. It is not unlimited power. It's not unlimited capacity. It's not unlimited time. So there's another frame that must start to rise. And as a coach explained to me, the next frame is the one of king. Warrior is the one that goes out, takes personal power, and deploys it, creates. The king protects. So the king is a conversation of protection of the kingdom. 
He's the guy that makes sure the life and policy, life insurance policies are in place. He's the guy that saves the commission and the bonus and puts it away instead of blowing it, which is what I did for years. Like that's, that's actually the way I've always operated. I always took the bonuses and things like that and put them away, put them away, put them away. I've been doing that since I was 23, 22. It's just been, been the game I played. I was operating like a king in some areas. And I just thank God for that. But the third frame is one of emperor. What does the emperor do? The emperor is the conversation of systems, process, optics, metrics. And working on building those processes and systems so that the next time the RFP comes around, there is no grind. It is just a boom, deploy. So the next time you have a target of X number of outbounds or a process with marketing or any of those things that we're not reinventing the damn thing again. And we're not relying on the fact that we know we can go to that power to grind it, which is where my habit has become is, oh, I know I can go get power. I'll deploy. But that's not the way to build an empire. An empire requires the thought process of the thoughts around process systems people, optics. And it's the place where warriors hate to go. Like as salespeople, we hate that shit. We hate it. It's like kryptonite, right? It's like, oh my God. Like, I don't want to do all this stuff. I don't want to sit there and build, but you, it's because of how it's framed. It's completely shifted for me in 72 hours. in this place of going to where I build it one time, set it on fire, go, get results, and then the next time it comes around, do it again, do it again, do it again. You can't, you can win a lot of wars that way, but you, you can't build an empire. And I look around at some of the most successful empire builders that I know, and that's exactly what they're good at. Some of those powerful CEOs I know are empire builders because they understand the game of processes, people, systems, analytics, optics, and they build it so they can make better decisions. So they're not repeating the same heavy lift over and over and over again. They've been through that phase. And have you considered that you as a salesperson or business development professional or business professional or entrepreneur or mom or whatever you happen to be, that there's some part of your game that is beyond the game of gaining power and deploying, which maybe, you're, maybe you've got that on point or maybe you're just learning it. And if you are, you can like get that first. Just get back in power. That's what I spent three years just, just getting back in power. But I realized that like even the, the, the creation I've been doing around this book that I'm writing and some other things that I'm building, it's all been around giant heavy lifts, giant heavy lift, giant heavy lift. Instead of building systems and processes to deploy it so I don't have to do the heavy lift and deadlift the freaking thing every single time. I have to admit, whenever you get that big deadlift, you kind of feel like a badass, Right? You do this big heavy lift, nine hours overnight, grind, build all this stuff. You kind of like, damn, I lifted that thing. Nobody else could lift that thing. Like, man, slap on the back, pat myself on the back. 
but it's no way to build an empire. And the revelation I got this morning was that everything I want is on the other side of forcing the emperor in me to rise. The emperor of what? The emperor of his will, God's will, of understanding that part of the game. I can get the power, but can I do, am I committed enough to do the stuff I really don't want to do? The boring stuff, the mundane stuff, the sitting back and taking, deep, taking a deep breath and being in the pocket and just building and then building that process so that it executes. The warrior can't, can't take a kingdom. Taking a kingdom requires an emperor. Building an empire requires an emperor. So where right now are you operating and relying on the warrior in you to get everything done? Just the deep breath, grind it out and go. And what might happen if you took a step back and said, wait a minute, what are the big heavy lifts that I find myself doing over and over again? And even though I can do it, it doesn't really serve me. It's actually limiting me because of the amount of energy it takes. I can do it, but should I be doing it? What would happen if those systems, if that, that heavy lift, instead of deadlifting the entire weight, I just got uh, a freaking forklift. I went out and built a forklift to lift it for me and move it over there to where I wanted it to go. Never have to lift it again. Like what, would, what would happen if that was the case? Next time one of these big heavy lifts comes around, I just roll in the forklift. Lift it off to the races. And I conserve all that power. And I save that. I'm able to deploy it in another part of the battlefield. Perhaps this is you. Perhaps there's some people in your life that do this really well. My wife is somebody like that. She's systematic. Like she gets stuff on point. She gets it down. I have some business partners, people I work with. Like they are really good at this stuff. Really good. Who in your life can show you what it's look like what it looks like to operate like an emperor or an empress? They may be right inside your kingdom already. But here's what I know that in order to honor the gift that my daughter Perry is, just being a warrior is not going to be enough. It's not enough. Like, it's great. You know, I could stay there. I could stay there and it would be fine. But it's, it's not what... God's called me to be. It's not what God's called, God's called you to be. Like that, that little girl, she has more coming to her than that. And she was the messenger to start the flame. So it's all a gestational process. But she's once again giving me a gift. Now I'm realizing this. I watched her for three years do the reps of casts and braces that she had to wear every night for three years. I watched her do the mundane, painful, repetitive work every single day, every single night. And as you may have heard in a previous podcast on December 5th, she had her last night of braces 
And she's now maybe the fastest three-year-old in Texas. My three-year-old is already an empress. Thank you, Perry. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for showing me what it's like to do the work. God's told me many times that your light will shine for a hundred years. Happy birthday, baby girl. I love you so much. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.